Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The topic for today is when you get in his face, you can mm. face anything. Yes, God. Let it simmer. Let it simmer. When you get in his face, yes. you can face anything. So what do you mean by getting in his face? A uh, prayer. Very simple. Prayer. Um, hey, guys. Thank you for joining. We already started. Um, so for the topic for today is when you get in his face, you can face anything. Yes. So we um, we just got out of conference for our own church, the House of Prayer, um, and we actually taught this workshop to our youth. Mm-hmm. So we figured it'd be something that can be beneficial to our followers here as well. Yes. So. So we will jump right into it. Yeah. All right. So um, for this specific topic, I decided to come from the book of Daniel. And that was for various reasons. Oh, we love you, too. You. We love you, too. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, so I decided to come from the book of Daniel, mainly because when you think of prayer warriors in the Bible, when you think of intercessors, when you think of men and women of God who had prayer lives and who were able to touch heaven, you think of like key people like Elijah and Daniel's definitely one who sticks out into my head um, mm-hmm. because of everything that he's experienced um, as well as, you know, his ability to get into God's presence and to have God move on his behalf. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though that's essential for the believer. And I especially think that it is pivotal for millennials to know how to pray yes. and to know the value of prayer. Yes. Um, the reason, it, I don't want to cut you off, you but um, it's sad because a lot, a lot, a lot of millennials don't even know how to pray. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, our prayer lives, it's kind of foreign to them yeah. that, you know, uh, how much we pray. Even like people who we might invite to our church and they see us yeah, like, and they see us going in. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. But that, that's just how we grew up. This is something yeah. that was instilled in us. Yeah, we grew uh, up in a really strong prayer ministry. Yeah. So, and that's Since the thing age. that will get you through. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, you know. and, and you were talking about how like a lot of people don't even know how to pray. And, and know, Pastor I, Buxton, how are you? <laughs> so it, it, it's some people don't know how to pray, but some people just know how to pray, but don't see the value in prayer. Yeah. Like um, I remember I was talking to like a few people and they just was like, oh, yeah, I pray like couple minutes a day or a couple I pray minutes over my food. I pray over my food. Like, I pray over, like I pray when I'm about to like go somewhere like traveling or something yeah. like that. And it just, you know, boils down to the fact that, you know, this generation is I would say somewhat lost when it comes to like intercession, yeah. the value of intercession, the purpose of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. um, the reason why it's important to speak in the Holy Ghost on a daily basis. Yeah, the reason why it is a privilege to pray. Exactly. So, so it's definitely a privilege to pray. I always say that. Um, yeah. So jumping into it. So coming from the book of Daniel chapter six, verses 19 through 24. So I'm just going to go ahead and read that. Um, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to it. Amen. We'll wait for you. I keep going. (laughs) So in the morning, I'm reading from the uh, new English translation in the morning at the earliest sign of daylight, the King got up and rushed to the lion's den. As he approached the den, he called out to Daniel in a worried voice, Daniel servant of the living God was your God whom you continually serve able to rescue you from the lions. 21. Then Daniel spoke to the King. O King live forever. My God sent his angel and closed the lions' mouths so that they have not harmed me because I was found to be innocent before him, nor have I done any harm to you. O King. Then the king was delighted and gave an order to haul Daniel up from the den. So Daniel was hauled up out of the den. He had no injury of any kind. Mm -hmm. 
no injury of any kind because he had trusted in his God. That was the key. He had trusted in his God. The king gave another order and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and thrown into the lion's den, their children and their wives. They did not even reach the bottom of the den before the lions overpowered them and crushed all of their bones. Mm -hmm. So... We have a lot that's going on in here, yes, right? So just yes. to give you guys a background of Daniel, who this individual was, and why we um, look to him as a, a pivotal character in the Bible who, who prays, right? Who has um, a prayer life. So Daniel was... Um, one who was really, really close to the king, right? So the king trusted him with uh, his judgment. He wanted him to be able to rule the land. Um, however, there were people who were jealous of Daniel because of the favor that he had. Amen. That's yeah. not uncommon. That's even, not uncommon. Even nowadays, I'm sure uh, some of you who are logged on experience some of that. Like yeah. people um, not wanting to accept you, not wanting to receive you uh, because of the favor that you have on your life. So that's favor attracts haters. Favor attracts haters. Is that I like that. Shirt? That's a new shirt. <laughs> favor attracts haters. Would y'all buy that if you make that a shirt? I would buy it. I would I wear that. I would, I would wear that. So, yeah, favor attracts haters. So that's the reason why um, so many people were coming at Daniel because of his favor that he had. So essentially, um, the individuals, the haters, right, who, who, who wanted Daniel out of his office, you would buy it. Amen. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the, the haters uh, developed this. They kind of conspired against Daniel. So they conspired against Daniel. They came to the king and said, hey, listen, king, um, you should pass a law that says uh, anybody who prays to their God or to anybody besides you should be thrown into the lion's den or thrown into the lion's pit, right? So the king, not necessarily knowing what he was doing, signed the agreement, right? And essentially, um, Daniel, when he got word of this, that this new law was passed, he said, okay, you know, this law is passed. But let me go to my prayer closet because mm -hmm. that that wasn't something that phased Daniel. Daniel was able to um, continue to pay homage to his God, to acknowledge his God and to uh, continuously pray, even though there was a law that was passed saying you can't pray anymore. Hello. Right. right. So 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 we have a, a whole law being passed uh, in this in this day and hour saying you can't pray. But we have people nowadays who, who, who are able to pray, but don't. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hello. Um. So, yeah, so that was something that Daniel did. He um, definitely, and Chanel, jump in because I feel yeah, like I'm and, and Daniel was honestly, for lack of better words, he was a G. Like, basically, they told him, like, okay, you can't do this, and if you do this, you know, we're going to kill you. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, all right, cool, and went ahead and did it anyway. That's how strong his relationship was with God. He did not allow any situation or anybody to waver the fact that he trusted in his God, the fact that he trusted in his prayer life, and the fact that he knew that his God would pull him through. So that's what, that's what um, you know, when you get in his face, you can mm -hmm. face anything. Because he had a prayer life, he was strong enough to face that devil. He was strong enough to face that law, and he was, he was not moved by it at all. And that's why we love Daniel. Right. So so my thought was when I was reading this, like I was trying to figure out, OK, guys, so like Daniel knew that this law was passed. He knew that these individuals passed this law because they hated him. Right. Um, because they wanted him out of office or because they, they, they hated him for his favor. So why is it that he went to his prayer closet as soon as he found out about this law? So it, it kind of like brought to my mind like this was Daniel's opportunity to give God glory while everybody's eyes was on him. 
Hello. Yeah. That was his opportunity to say, okay, my God, you know, is the, the provider. He's yeah. the Jehovah Jireh. He's, you know, he's everything to me. And I am not going to allow this situation to stop me from going into my prayer closet. Mm -hmm. um, so that was his opportunity to, uh, while other people were. Um... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. We're looking at him. Mm -hmm. While other people were looking at him, he had the opportunity to give God the glory. Yes. Um, and a lot of you guys, um, we can relate that to us as young people. Like, yes. your friends are watching you, especially the fact that you guys have a relationship with God, especially with the fact that, you know, you guys are considered leaders, um, even in your communities, even at your jobs, even at schools. The people know that you have a relationship with God, so they watch how you react to certain situations. Mm -hmm. So Daniel took that challenge, and he honored God with it, you know? Um, so again, just relating that back to you guys, like, just be mindful that you're being watched. Mm -hmm. And people are, are watching the way that you react to things. So, you know, when certain things happen at the job, blah, 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 or what have you, um, just make sure that you know that they're looking for you to kind of, lead the way they're looking at you to kind of see what okay what, what, what's Will gonna do what's Mike gonna do okay let me see how that's gonna end up um so that's kind of what Daniel was doing with that and that's your opportunity to glorify God mm -hmm. in that situation no matter how terrible it might be no matter who might be looking at you no matter who has your name in their mouth mm -hmm. that is your opportunity to give God the glory yes indeed. um yeah so um any questions so far yeah, just if you have questions, just write them down yeah, there. Write them below. Um, keep going. All right. So um, you guys might see me flipping between screens. I'm trying to, like, monitor Facebook right, as well as Instagram. Instagram. All right. So three points to get in, into his face. So what we learn from Daniel is, number one, Daniel spent time alone with God. Mm -hmm. So it is really important. So I love corporate prayer. Like, yeah. I love being able to go to church and pray with my family. Um, yes, your response is very vital. Yes. I agree, uh, Essence. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I love uh, being able to pray with my church family. I love praying with my immediate family. I love praying with my sister. However, time spent alone with God yeah. is like there's nothing that compared to that. That yeah. can compare to that. We compare prayer to our metaphor is like the spiritual umbilical cord to the Father. Exactly. You know, it's that thing that directly connects you to God. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's important. Yes. Um, Right. So even Matthew 6 and 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. So that right there, that. Hey, Prophet Alex. <laughs> so that right there is telling us that it is important for us to say, you know, all right, y'all, I can't go to the mall with y'all today. Like, I got to go to my prayer closet. Mm -hmm. Okay, boo, I can't talk to you for too long. I got to go into intercession. Mm -hmm. So um, not being afraid to, to set boundaries with other people, letting them know, like, you know, I, I spend a long time with God. And, you know, you're not going to interfere with that time. I have no problem telling people that. Um <laughs> The second thing we learned about Daniel is consistency. So one of the things that they say is like when you're trying to build a habit, when you want something to be uh, perpetual in your life, it is important to build a habit by being consistent. So if I say, all right, I'm going to try and um, pray this week. If I don't set a specific day and time and say like, okay, I'm going to pray every day um, on my lunch break from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock. 
-hmm. then I'm probably not going to be consistent. So even Daniel, um, in Daniel 6 and verse 10, it talks about how he had practice of um, praying three times a day. Mm -hmm. That was his ritual. Mm -hmm. That was something that he did on a daily basis. So um, I believe that that's how he made that's how he got a prayer life, That's by being he, yeah, consistent, consistent yeah. by being consistent. And holding himself accountable. When you create a consistent pattern, you have more of an ability to hold yourself accountable to a certain thing. Um, like if you go throughout the entire day and you, you know, you get home late at night and you're like, oh man, it's too late. I'm so, I'm so tired. I can't pray today. Um, or you oversleep for during your prayer time. Um, and then you're all day. You're like, oh, okay, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. And then you never get around to it. So you're not able to specifically, um, hold yourself accountable if you don't have um, a specific day, a specific time for your prayer. And with that being said, you won't be able to be consistent in your prayer life. Exactly. exactly. Hey guys. Um, Yeah. So number one, um, he says spending a long time with God. Number two, being consistent. Number three, the third thing that we can learn about Daniel is his ability to enter into the presence of God. So um, the Bible talks about like when he went into prayer, I believe it was verse 10. Yeah. When he went into prayer, he began to give thanks unto God, offering God thanksgiving. So that's how we enter into his courts, right? We enter into his presence with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. So when any time when you're going into prayer, it's important to enter with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. God, I thank you for this day. God, mm-hmm. I thank you for the breath in my body. Mm-hmm. God, I thank you for everything that you're doing in my life. God, I thank you for the new job that's coming, even though I don't see it, right? Yes. That's how we pray the, the prayer of thanksgiving, yes. uh, which leads into like the prayer of adoration. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's how we continue to move God. Because at the end of the day, God isn't really, God ain't moved by uh, fears and anxiety. Right. Complaining, right? You, you oh, yeah, move he's God. Not moved by complaining. <laughs> yes, you move God by your adoration. You yes. move God by offering thanksgiving. You yes. move God by your worship. Yeah, and our so, bishop actually he gave a great um example in in that one. Well, what day was it? Saturday or Sunday during? The oh, conference? Saturday during the prayer power conference. Yeah, he um. Yeah. Okay, so he he used the illustration. He used one of the ministers. He called one of the ministers to the front, and he walked up to him. Um, he said, "Oh, hey, what's up, Chris?" You got a hundred dollars. You could call me Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, what's up, Sean? You got a hundred dollars? Like that's rude. If you walk up to somebody and just ask them for a hundred dollars, but this is a better way you can do it. Oh, hey, what's up, Shonda? Hey. Oh, your brazier is so nice. Yeah, it's like the little gold. Thank you. Cute, cute, cute. How's your mom? She good. We we still have the same mom. We do. Okay. How's your dad? He's good too. He, same person, right? Yes. Awesome, awesome. Hey, that hundred dollars I asked you about. Um, do you have that? Sure. Awesome. So you see how, you know, when you first, you know, walk up to somebody, you don't specifically just ask them for something. You kind of, you express that adoration. Right. Um, so, and that's how our pastor kind of, you know, um, use that kind of metaphor for the prayer of adoration prior to asking for something. Because God is not just saying it. He's not just saying that. Genie, this is somebody who we want to build a relationship with, right. a consistent relationship. Right. So you always want to enter into his course with thanksgiving um, and with praise. So give thanks, give praise, give adoration. Um, and then, yeah. Awesome. Exactly. Um, that's what you had? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I just had a couple other examples. Um, we talked about Daniel. Um, another person that, quote unquote, you know, could face anything was Job, you know. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.